again, at a time like this, you're at a loss for words. It's hard to explain, you know, what you have experienced. And you know, the beautiful, beautiful thing is every one of us today in that, in this moment may have experienced uh, something different. In other words, try not to compare with anybody else with what happened in you. Because God is so multifaceted, so vast, so wide, he can have a different effect on everybody. In other words, God can, he can say one word and that one word has a different effect on a million people. Because you can't, you can't pay God. I mean, God's too big to pay. But what, I, what I'm saying, what I want to say is this, is that you can't, you can't afford to miss <laughs> times like that. So I believe in this year of visitation, you're going to be very, very cautious uh, about your schedule, your planning, <laughs> planning trips and planning, you know, and I understand people have to go out of town for work and all that kind of good stuff, and, you know, but when it's raining and cold, this ain't, this ain't a good day to say I'm going to just stay in and watch online because it's raining and cold. Because, I mean, I pray that anybody who's watching, I mean, I know the, I know the, the power of the anointing, that it, the anointing can go through technology. Yeah. I've, I've experienced, there are times I've sat there and watched uh, old, old videos of a Kenneth Hagin meeting. And the anointing was felt like to me is just strong old Ben Benny Hinn healing meetings and the anointing was seemed just as strong I, so I know it can happen but when you can be there I, I just believe it's different and I'm just in a nutshell I'm glad I was here today <laughs> I'm glad I was here today Praise God. Praise God. Glory to God. I'm trying to see how to proceed here because I don't know. Glory to God. That's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to preach this. I got a lot to preach. But in this moment, I want you to see something that happened. I'm going to make a declaration over your life. If you'll, within the scope of this moment, don't forget what 
that we just have been in. And against the backdrop of this moment, take on what I'm about to release to you. 2 Samuel. Chapter 6. Start of verse 1. And David, again, David gathered all the choice men of Israel, 30,000. Now, if I get into preaching, y'all, y'all be all right with that. I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm trying to fill out what the Holy Spirit wants me to do. Okay. Again, David gathered all the choice men of Israel, 30,000. And David arose and went with all the people who were with him from Baal, Judah, to bring up from there, from Baal, Judah, the Ark of God. Everybody say the Ark of God. Whose name is called by the name. Oh God, I never saw. Oh my God. I've never, I've never. Oh my God. He said the Ark is called by the name, the name capital M, in the Lord of hosts. Now I taught you and showed you that whenever you see the Lord of hosts, it's talking about financial transactions. That when he's called the Lord of hosts, you're going to see some kind of financial explosion happen in somebody's life. My goodness. Now, I didn't know that because I, I, I wasn't, I I wasn't going to read that. I, I know what verse I want to read, but I just said, let's start at verse. Well, the Holy Ghost said, let's just start at verse 1. <laughs> oh, I don't know if y'all even read it. They don't look like they're ready, Barry. You look like you're ready, but they don't like they're ready. He said this name, this ark, is called by the name. It's the same ark that Moses put together. I didn't even know it had a name until I read that verse. I've just always called it the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of God. But he just told me the Ark has a name. <laughs> God, God, God. And the name is the Lord of hosts. It's called by the name the Lord of hosts. So whatever this Ark shows up, something's going to happen. When the children of Israel followed this ark, they were led in a prosperous way. This ark was so important, so valuable in, Sam, in Sam, Samuel's day and Eli's day that when the Philistines came and took that ark, that, that Eli, the Bible says, when he heard the ark was gone, he fell over back on his chair and died. His, his daughter-in-law, who was pregnant, 
Wasn't time for her to give birth yet, but when she heard that the ark was stolen, she went into premature labor. Gave birth to a child. She died. What, what happened? She said, she heard the ark is gone. Because they understood the ark was valuable. The ark was important. The ark, wherever the ark was, we're going to prosper. Now the ark, the ark is the ark of God. The ark represented God. So the children of Israel, you remember when Joshua and those guys, when they, they crossed the Jordan River? Remember when the ark, they crossed the Jordan River? The priests had to cross, cross over the Jordan River with the ark. He said, don't you go before the ark. Let the ark go ahead of you. Because you take it, this is a new way you've never been this way before. He didn't mean you've not been this direction before. He said, this ain't never happened like this before. When you follow the ark, you're going to experience things you've never experienced before. When you follow the ark, when you follow God's presence, you're going to go places you've never been before. So this ark is very valuable here. Now I know why. Thank you, Holy Ghost. It's got a name. It's called by the name of the Lord of hosts. Wow. That's preaching right there. That's preaching right there. Wow. Who dwells between the cherubim? Dwells between the who? Now what a cherubim? Angels. So when they designed the ark, they had these cherubim uh, on each side, and the cherubim would have their wings extended forward, and those wings touched each other, and they, they covered the ark. Just like in heaven, the angels, they cover God's throne. Holy, 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 holy is the Lord Almighty. Holy, holy, holy is his name. That's what, that's what Isaiah saw in Isaiah 6. So, when we say we are standing on holy ground, well, if you're going to be on holy ground where God's presence is, there better be some angels. And I know there are angels all around. So let's praise Jesus now. That's what the song says. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> well, let's see what else it says. Verse 3. So they set the ark of God on a new cart. Everybody say new cart. Everybody say big problem. Because this is not the instruction. The instruction, the way they erected the ark was they had to have this ark was designed in pure gold and they had these rings on the side with pure gold and they had poles running through each side of the ark made, of, made out of acacia wood, the best wood they could find. And these, the, it was instructed when the, when the ark was to be transported anywhere, the priests, the priests, glory to God. I received that word. In fact, the Lord, has, he said that to me when I was standing there. So I asked, <laughs> you a prophetess. It was commanded for the priest to carry that ark. In other words, the 
Levites can sing, but the priests got to carry the ark. The priests lead out in the presence of God. Same thing you saw in the book of Joshua. Chapter 3. You see that there. So that's what God. I, I wasn't talking about this, but this is just what I, he was ministering to me when I'm standing there. And then you came and brought that word. That it's my job. To lead you in God's presence. There's only so far the Levites can take you. They're, they're doing their job. And they're doing it well. But they don't carry the ark. Well, aren't we all priests? Yes, yeah, I understand that. We all kings and priests. I understand that. But still in Levitical order, there's somebody he has to have. You got it? Now this ark is, is the presence of God. In that, in that ark, they put the, what the Bible called an omer of manna in there. You know the manna that fell down from heaven? They were commanded to put a, a, get a, pot, a pot, an omer vessel. Omer is a measurement. And put that in there because that omer of manna represents, represented God's provision. Miraculous provision. It represents supernatural provision. You'll catch this by Tuesday. They had to put the, 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 the Ten Commandments, the tablets in there. Because the tablets represents God's precepts. It's God's precepts. In other words, we, we diligently obey his voice. We follow his commandments. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord and delights greatly in his commandments. Wealth and riches shall be in his house. Psalm 112, 1 and 3. So he put the commandments in the ark. So everywhere this ark goes, make sure you keep my commandments. He also put Aaron's rod that budded in the ark. And in that ark, Aaron's rod is there because Aaron's rod was a, a, a picture of God's miraculous power. Divine, supernatural power. Are y'all catching a hold of this? So miraculous, his precepts his power and his supernatural provision so they knew this was in the ark so whatever this ark was is representing God to us so under King Saul King Saul the ark had, had been taken remember in Samuel's day y'all remember the story of Samuel first Samuel chapter 2 I believe it is where there are one whatever one or two where the ark is stolen by the Philistines King Saul becomes king, but Saul doesn't value the ark. Saul wasn't a man after God's own heart. He wasn't after. He wasn't after. David was after. Oh, Jesus. And oh my God. Do you see what happened this morning when we get after God's heart? God, we want you. We want you. We want you. So David was a man after God's own heart. And so he said, I got to go get that thing back. We got to get that. What happens though? Verse 3, they set the ark of God on a new cart. Wrong. That's not how it's supposed to be done. And brought it out of the house of Abinadab, 
which was on the hill, and Uzzah and Ahio, the sons of Abinadab, drove the new cart. In other words, they made an ox cart. They're following what all the pagans do, all of the Gentiles. We're going we're gonna to change our worship style to be like theirs. We're going to do what the world does, trying to get God. We better go back to the old time way. Y'all didn't hear what I said. I said, we better go back to the old time way. I'm not talking about old time religion. I'm talking about going back where you were seeking God's face and it didn't matter. It didn't matter how long we were in church. Now everybody got to be express service and seeker friendly and we can't, we can't, we can't get excited and you can't cry. Don't you dare, if you cry, you got to make sure you cry just real contained and, and you got, you know, you can't get out of, out of sorts. You just, you know, we got to make sure we're done. Get in God's presence. I heard, heard, had a guy tell me that this church, they, they do an hour and 15 minute, this is a black church right here in St. Pete, do an hour and 15 minute service and he said, and we get all in God's presence. No, you don't. And preach and offering and everything and you've been in God's presence? use a lie but when you're after God's heart we're not going to do the new ox cart way of doing things watch what happens with the new ox cart verse 4 they brought it out of the house of Abinadab which was on the hill accompanying the ark of God and Ahio went before the ark yeah we're going to do this thing verse 5 then David and all the house of Israel played music before the Lord alright on all kinds of instruments of fir wood on harps of stringed instruments on tambourines on sistrums and all and on, on cymbals they got a full orchestra they got, they, got, they got guitars drums banjos they got everything boy but they're doing it the wrong way and when they came to Nacon's threshing floor, Uzzah put out his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it, for the oxen stumbled. Oxen stumbled. The oxen, that's not the way God designed it. That's why they stumbled. Oxen, thank you, Holy Ghost. Oxen are strong, but they can't handle the weight of glory. are beasts of burden they're called beasts of burden they're meant to carry loads far beyond what any man any group of men can carry but they weren't just carrying a box they were carrying glory and oxen animals are not designed they don't have the capacity to handle glory but men anointed of God women anointed of God you are designed to carry God's glory we have this treasure now in earthen vessels that the excellency of the glory of God may be of God and not of us so you you are our glo a glory carrier say it I'm a glory carrier say it I can handle the glory so the ox cart stumbled. Nothing stumbled. Now watch verse 7. Then the anger of the Lord, the anger of the Lord was aroused against Uzzah, who thought he was going to help God out. People got to help God today with praise and worship. They got to help God with how to do service. Got to help God with how to grow a church. And God struck him there for his error. And he died there by the ark of God. Now the ark was designed to bring people life. 
but in the, when you make mistakes and error about it, it will bring death. Remember when the Philistines stole the ark, you go back to 1 Samuel, when the Philistines stole the ark and brought, took it back to their camp, like, yeah, we got them now. We got their, we got their ark. And what happened? They start breaking out the hemorrhoids. You go back and read your Bible, and the first time it's called emeralds, E-M-E-R-O-D-S. They broke out of emeralds, which is hemorrhoids. The bad business to mess around with God's stuff. Only God's people can handle God's stuff. The things God has, they are for you. Eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard. It has an answer to the heart of man of things that God has asked prepared for those who love him. I'm almost done. Cause we already been in God's presence, man. I'm just gonna let this thing flow out and we we can. <sighs> Verse eight. And David became angry because of the Lord's outbreak against Uzzah. And he called the name of the place Perez Uzzah to this day. Glory to God. That word eight, I'm sorry, that, that verse eight, Perez means outburst or outbreak. All right? Verse nine, verse nine. David was afraid of the Lord that day and said, he said, how can the ark of the Lord come to me? So David would not move the ark of the Lord with him in the city of David, but David took it aside into the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite. He took it. It what? The ark. What's the ark name? So he took the Lord of hosts into Obed Edom's house. Now I'm getting ready to quit. I'm getting ready to quit. But you got your shouting shoes on, your shouting clothes. And we gonna do this, and then we gonna we can we can celebrate and give the offering, and we can go on home. Because I'm about to declare something over your life. He took it, the ark of the Lord, the ark of God, the Lord of hosts, aside into the house of Obed Edom the Gittite. Now in his mind, David doesn't know what's going to happen. Because he just saw that Uzzah touched it and died. But he's going to put it all at Edom's house. Hey, you watch this. I'm not going to take this thing. You watch this thing. But there's nothing wrong with the ark. Nothing wrong with the ark. It was how Uzzah approached the ark. It was how they handled the ark. Nothing wrong with God. Nothing wrong with his word. Nothing wrong with his anointing. Nothing wrong with faith. It's how you handle it. It's how you approach it. It's your bad attitude towards it. That's why what God designed to bring you prosperity killed you. Because you can't mishandle God. So David said, let's leave this thing in Old Bed Edom house for a minute. Let me, let me think about this. Let me think about, because I, I still want the ark. My heart is still after God, but I got to figure out how to handle this thing. So he left it in the house of Obed Edom, the Gittite. Are you ready for your word this morning? You ready for your word this morning? 
Are you ready for your word this morning? Verse 11. The ark of the Lord. Now what's the ark's name? The Lord of hosts. Which means what? The Lord of financial transactions. We can call him the Lord of the harvest. Remain. Remain. So David, through this sequence of events, brought a visitation to Obed Edom's house. I better say it again because 92% of y'all didn't even catch what I just said. David, through the sequence of events, brought a visitation. to Obed-Edom's house. And the word the Lord gave me a couple weeks ago was that anytime there's a visitation, there will be a manifestation and other folk will get a revelation. All right, you, you about ready for your word. You about ready for your word. Here it comes here. Now watch. So the ark of the Lord remained. This, this is, this is, listen, 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 listen. This is why what that word of the Lord came to me sitting, standing right there. And when Pastor King came and confirmed that word to me through, through prophetic utterance, that I can just share a part of what she said. That the same anointing that is on my spiritual father is on my life. Not just finances, but the call and the anointing to bring his people to God's feet, into God's presence, and hold them there. Because something happens, Christopher, when God remains in our presence, when we remain in God's presence, when we don't rush in and rush out, when we remain, something's gonna happen. Tell your neighbor, something about to happen. Find three people, tell them something about to happen in your life. My God, my God, my God. Wait, 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 wait. You gonna shout? Find three more, tell them, find three more, tell them. Something about to happen in your life. ready for your word. The ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite, three months. Period. Now if the sentence, if the, if the, if the Bible closed at that point, it, it, would, it would be great where we've been in God's presence. Praise the Lord. God, we had a good time. But the Holy Ghost didn't leave us hanging like that. He said, I want to make sure you know what happens in your life when, the, when God himself abides in your house. And the Lord blessed Obed-Edom 
I gotta help you. I gotta help you. Because most people, a lot of folks still sitting down. Give me verse 11. Give me verse 10 and 11 in the message. 10 11. 10. 10 in, in the message. He refused to take the chest of God a step farther. Instead, David removed it off the road into the house of Obed Edom the Gittite. Verse 11. So in case you want to know what he mean, he blessed him. Like he made him feel good. The chest of God stayed at the house of Obed Edom to get tight for three months, and God prospered. Why? Because this ark has a name. It's the Lord of hosts. It's the Lord of financial transactions. And he's the same yesterday. you now watch now watch now watch watch we got it we got to answer give me give me data back to new king james i want you to see something here i want you to see something here thank you holy ghost now obed edom for david the king Rashawn, you getting this bro see me at the church for obed edom for david the king to leave the leave the ark at obed edom's house he had to be a pretty good guy already. You're not gonna leave the ark with a scrub. Somebody trustworthy. Somebody faithful. Somebody loyal. And somebody who's already blessed pretty much. Or else he would have stole all the gold off the thing. He would have melted it down and turned it into something. So Edom must already be pretty blessed. Y'all not catching it. Obed Edom already is doing all right. But I ain't talking about doing all right. I'm talking about when God visits your house, the blessing, the prosperity becomes noteworthy. It becomes phenomenal. It becomes astonishing. So much so, look at verse 12. Verse 12. Now it was told King David. Oh my God. It was told. 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 That means everybody around. Now this guy already doing well. But everybody, hey, did, check, did you check out? Hey, what is that Obed Edom driving? I ain't even seen that. They got, what is he driving? I ain't, I ain't know they had. Is he adding on to his house again? I didn't know Obed. Is his wife pregnant again? Oh my God! All his cattle, all his sheep, every, all they all having babies. What we doing? Everybody blessed because his whole household blessed. It had to be so astonishing. It had to be so phenomenal. It had to be so so big that the neighbors start talking. You know what I'm probably saying? You know, old man, he, he probably selling that that good opium. He got that good hash. But it wasn't that. Because the when because this kind of blessing is beyond what drug dealing can do. Y'all, y'all don't y'all didn't catch that. Y'all missing that. Y'all, you miss what I'm saying? This beyond what getting a contract in, in you know, uh to be a super a star actress and all that. This beyond that. Because it was so evident that the, those who gave the report 
gave David a, a what and a why. Now I was told King David, the Lord has blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that belongs to him. Why? Because. In other words, they said, wait a minute. I knew him three months ago. I was at his house three months ago. He wasn't flowing like that. He wasn't rolling like that. His family marriage wasn't happy like that. They was all right, but they weren't happy and giggling all the time like that. But all of a sudden now, what well, Jim, what you think changed? I don't know, Pete, what you think changed? I'm trying to remember. Now I, I know he didn't get he didn't get a new job, and I know he didn't he didn't he didn't move to Orlando, and I know well what you Oh, you know what happened three months ago? He got a visitation. was dropped off at his house, everything changed. You better shout that, everything changed. Tell somebody everything about to change in your life. Now watch, one last thing. It said he blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that belongs to him because of the ark of God. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with gladness. So David said, hey, wait, whoa. Give me get the message Bible again on this verse. Can y'all read the message Bible with me? Watch, read, ready, read. That God blessing for myself. Somebody ought to shout, I'm going to get that blessing for myself. I'm going to get that blessing for myself. Now, now wait a minute. But here's the problem. It's the ark. It's a chest. And the issue is that chest can only be in one place at one time. Oh, but now, since Jesus went to Calvary, what was contained to one location is now available for anybody, everybody, anytime, all the time. If you want the blessing for yourself, you ain't got to take it from nobody else. God's got a blessing with your name on it. He wants to bless your socks off. You ain't got to be envious or strife and jealous of nobody else. God will do you real good. Now, what am I saying? Now, watch. Here's the last thing. Then I'm going to give one prophetic declaration. This is what happened to Obed-Edom. Astonishing prosperity in his life because of a box 
that represented God. Now tell me what happened in your house when God himself, because now he don't send a box. Jesus said in John 14, 21, he said, if you keep my commandments, you're the one who loves me. And he who loves me, I will love him. And I will come and manifest myself to him. So God ain't going to send no box. I got a word for you. God said, tell my people this year, I'm coming myself. I'm coming. I'm coming myself. I'm not even sending a representative. I sent, I sent Moses. I sent Elijah. I sent Isaiah. I sent Jeremiah. And I sent Jesus. I sent Paul. And I sent Peter. But tell my people the time is now where I'm coming myself. I will dwell with them and I shall be their God and they shall be my people. I'm coming to sit with you myself. Here it is, I'm about to give you a prophetic declaration. If you want it, get on your feet and just put your hands up. If you want it, if you don't want it, if you don't care, sit on down and look, look crazy. But if you want it, just put your hands up. If you can't stand up, put your hands up. Because when I speak this over your life, y'all better take a break. For the next 90 days, May the Lord himself visit your house like you've never seen him before. And may you receive and experience noteworthy, astonishing prosperity, blessing beyond your understanding that will cause the whole world to see and know that God has blessed you and you are his child and he is your father. May the next 90 days change your life forever. If you receive that, shout with everything you got on the inside. Now. Get 
get your phone out. Take a picture of somebody. Do a selfie. Take a picture of yourself. None of the days from today. None of the days from today. I ain't gonna look the same. I ain't gonna be the same. I ain't gonna do the same. I ain't gonna live the same. None of the days from now, I'm gonna receive my blessing, my miracle. Wait, wait. I don't know if y'all understand the kind of blessing about to hit your house. I'm talking about this is not regular news, ladies and gentlemen. It says to me, the Holy Ghost is mine. He said, You gotta better see that. It was told King David. Kings by somebody getting a raise on their jaw. Y'all didn't hear what I said. You don't report the kings, I got two more dollars. You don't report the kings, I got a $5,000 raise this year. Kings don't want to hear nothing about that. That ain't king worthy news. Y'all better catch what I'm saying. 
Because you saved $2 on bread last week. Because your light bill went down by $50. That ain't King Worthy News. King Worthy News? It's got to be so big that kings come to the brightness of your rising. Isaiah 60 and verse 3. Put on the screen. Isaiah 60. Isaiah 60 and verse 3. The Gentiles shall come to your let your light so shine. To the brightness of your rising. Now, see, you thinking, well, nowadays I'm gonna just rise up a little, you know, I'm gonna just I'm gonna get a little raise. Kings don't hear about no raise. For a king to come to your rising, you gonna get raised up so much that a king gotta come. I gotta come see that. I gotta come see what happened. What happened? What happened? What what changed? I want you to touch three people and tell them, this bigger than you thinking. You better praise a little bit more. You better, you better dance a little bit more. This is bigger than what you think. This is bigger than what you think. This ain't no small thing. I receive it. This ain't no small thing. Let's make a deal. Let's make a deal. Everybody say, I promise. I promise. When the manifestation, when the manifestation shows, up in my house, shows up in my house, I will, I will give, God give God all the glory. You better do it. You better do it. Don't tell somebody because of what you did. Don't tell anybody because of what, how smart you are. You better give God all the glory and all the praise for the manifestation that came from his visitation so the world gets a revelation that God is God, God is alive, God is real, and God is good. Shout one more good time. Shout one more good time.
Alright, now watch. Alright, now. Alright, Pastor, what, what do I have to do? Pastor, what do I have to do? Say it, Pastor, what do I have to do? Every day, do this. Don't fool me. Every day, don't wait till Sunday. Don't wait till Wednesday. Don't wait. If you, you can go online, get to some dance music. Every day, take take you a few minutes. You ain't gotta do it all day because I know you gotta work. But every day, just praise Him in the shower. Just take a look at the men. I don't care what you do. Hallelujah, praise Him. Ninety days from today is Saturday. April 27th. By the time we walk in here on Sunday, April 28th, we're going to do some new selfies. Hashtag the Lord of Hosts. Hashtag the Lord of Hosts. Hashtag this ain't me. Hashtag is the Lord of hosts. Hashtag is the Lord's doing. Hashtag is marvelous in my eyes. Hashtag this is the day that the Lord has made. And I will rejoice and be glad in it. Some of y'all, you're gonna be at work. You might be at school. You might be talking. Might be talking to somebody, and you're gonna say, "Hey, excuse me a minute." They gonna say, "What's up?" I gotta get my praise on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. This woman.
listen to me. I'm about to turn you loose. We're going to give offering all that kind of stuff. Don't worry. Give me 2 Kings 7, verse 1 in the CEV. So I want to make sure I deal with the doubters. I can't afford no doubters around me. 2 Kings 7, verse 1 and 2. Elisha, the man of God, answered, I have a message for you. This is what the Lord said today. I have a message for you. Tell neighbor, God's got a message for us. The Lord promises that tomorrow here in Samaria, you'll be able to buy a large sack of flour or two large sacks of barley for almost nothing. Now, I'm not prophesying that they're going to change the prices all over America. I'm prophesying that you'll be able to afford it. They ain't got to change the prices. You ain't going to need no clearance sale on nothing. Not when God visits you. You don't need no clearance. The Lord been challenging me to walk in and buy a suit when it ain't on sale. And I've been wrestling with it. I think I'm about to go do it. Go do it! I'm about to do it. I'm about to just, just, just go, go buy it. Shut up, devil. I'm going to just go buy it. Now watch verse 2 because i got to deal with the doubters. The chief officer there with the king replied, I don't believe it. Now, I want to make sure that when you walk out of here, you do not want those people saying, I don't believe it. He said, if the, even if the Lord sent a rainstorm, it couldn't produce that much grain. Even if God opened heaven, he can produce that much finances in my life by tomorrow in 90 days. Now, the next quote is the man of God speaking back. You will see it happen. But you won't any, eat any of the food. So any doubters I got here or watching online, making fun of us for dancing, here's mud in your eyes. You will see it with your eyes, but you won't get to eat any of it. Because we have the nerve, we have... Go back. Go back to 2 Samuel 6. Can I show you something? Can I show you something? 2 Samuel 6. David did go back and get that ark. And this time when he got it, Elder Baker, they carried it. We're going to carry this thing the right way. We're going to do what God says. And the Bible says about every six paces, they had a praise break. On their way, they had a praise break. Don't wait till the manifestation. Don't wait till the battle's over. But while you're on your way, you can take your little praise break. All right, now watch, watch. I got a deal. I got a deal with the man talking back to Elisha and the folk talking back to us through the camera. Because they will show up. Verse 20. When they brought the ark back in. Then David returned to bless his household. And Michael. The daughter of Saul. Because she already doing alright. 
came out to meet David and said, how glorious was it the king of Israel today uncovering himself today in the eyes of all the maid of his servants is one of the base fellows shamelessly uncovers himself. She's saying, how, look at you all ignorant and dancing like that, making a fool all sweating and hot and, you know, you just, you, you, you just, that's beneath, that's beneath me and it should be beneath you, David, to be dancing like that. Verse 21. So David has to recall his testimony. So David said to Michael, it was before the Lord. I wasn't dancing for them. I'm not dancing for pastor. I'm not dancing for y'all online. I'm dancing before the Lord of financial transactions. You see, he was dancing in front of the ark. I'm dancing in front of the Lord of financial transactions. Watch this. Who chose me? Who chose me? I was a lowly sheep herder. And he chose me. I was broke, didn't have a dime. And he chose me. I was out in the world doing my thing. And he chose me. Tell your neighbor, you've been chose. You've been chose. shepherd boy he made me a ruler I don't care where you started where you came from I'm telling you he's made us kings and priests under him so she thought it's it's undignified for a king to dance like that he said therefore I will play music before the Lord a financial transaction Verse 22, here it is. Here it is, because this is what you got to do for the folk who, gonna, who talk about you. You better, you better have this determination in your mind. You think I was dancing Sunday? I know what's about to hit my house. I know the next 100 days is going to turn my life around. And I will be even more undignified than this. you won't eat any of it. When the ark came to Obed-Edom's house, everybody in Obed-Edom's house was blessed. David brings the ark back to his place. Everybody's supposed to get blessed. But the one who wouldn't dance. Therefore, Michael, the daughter of Saul, had no children until she died. She saw everybody else get blessed. She saw everybody else begin to prosper. Everybody else get their house built. 
Everybody else drive. Everybody else family come together. Everybody else had kids. Everybody else began to produce. And nope, she missed all of it. Why? Because she said, I'm too dignified to dance like that. It ain't worth it. It's worth it, honey. It's worth it. It's worth it. I'm going to keep on praising. I'm going to keep on shouting. I'm going to keep on dancing. I'm going to keep on looking crazy. I'm going to keep on going. I'm going to keep spinning. I'm going to keep jumping. I'm going to keep leaping. I'm going to keep shouting. I'm going to keep yelling. I'm going to keep screaming. I'm going to keep running. I'm going to keep running. I'm starting to get hungry. But in 2 Kings 7, the prophetic word came to the whole crowd. But God used four of the least likely people to go get it. I don't know what four I have in here. But all God needs is four people who've been voted least likely to succeed. Who've been made the black sheep of their family. Who say, look, they already put me out. They already dogged me out. They already cast me out. I might as well go get it. I might as well go get it. I might as well go get it. Four. And when I get mine, 
Because I want you to get yours like I got mine.
can two walk together except they be agreed. God is telling us we need to get on his speed. He's ready to move. That's why God will do things in 90 days that it might take you nine weeks, nine years to accomplish. He said, 90 days, we got to get in his speed. Walk together with him. Lockstep. How many of y'all wear marching band or in the military? When you marched, you had to march lockstep. God's saying, you better keep up with me. I'm about to move. Nine days. Nine days. I hope you're ready. You got your comfortable shoes on. Yes to your will. Yes to your way. And there's another part we say, yes, I'll obey. So John 2, 5, whatever he says unto you, do it. So he can manifest his goodness in your life. Hey, let's give an offering so we can go. Because if we keep going, he might do a 90-minute a minute turnaround. Everything, everything out of me today. I'm drawing water from the wells of salvation. The joy. Woe to the man or woman who thinks that's just hype. God isn't a hype God, he's a hope God. And hope maketh not ashamed. Romans 5 5. That all those who put all their hope in you will never be ashamed. Father, thank you today for giving us opportunity to bring our tithes and our offerings, our seeds to you, Lord. We know this is part of the process. This is one of the ways you use to bless us. And so we do that today. We bring our time, we bring our offering. But Lord, we're also thankful that you're able to go beyond even that into a, doing supernatural things that we hadn't even thought about. So Lord, we invite you, not only 90 days, but to take up residence in our, in our families, in our lives, in our businesses, in our affairs, in our ministries, and everything that we are involved in, we invite you to take up residence, but we expect the next 90 days for a supernatural visitation that will bring about a supernatural manifestation that will bring about a revelation to the world that they've never seen before. So thank you. We believe. We give in faith. We do it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.